Be sure to make note of our upcoming events. Sunday, May 30th is Memorial Day weekend. We will be giving special honor to our fallen service members. In the month of June, we will resume in-person gatherings at Preston Trail Community Church at the McKinney campus. It's located at 1611 Wilmoth Road in McKinney. We'll be meeting Saturdays at 5 p.m. No RSVP is required. On Saturday, June 5th, we will hold communion and a new sermon series will begin. Saturday, June 19th is Father's Day and baby dedications. Please email admin at weareconverged.com if you plan to dedicate your little one during our baby dedication ceremony. Be sure to visit our e-store to purchase your Converge summer merch while supplies last. You can make these purchases at store.weareconverged.com. Follow, subscribe, and share us on social at We Are Converge. Make sure to select the notification button so you can get updates whenever we add new content to our social media platforms. Converge Nation, how y'all doing today? We are going to worship Jesus like nobody else has worshiped him. Man, it's going to be a good day because he's still doing the things that he did years ago. Why we dance in liberty? Cause you're doing it all again. Oh, oh, yeah. Cause you're doing it all again. Oh, come on, y'all, help me sing. You make the blindness. Yeah. Make the lame man walk. Who calls the dead to Never in 
Hey there, Converge Nation. It is graduation season yet again. And as is our tradition here at Converge Church, we want to celebrate, to honor, to appreciate everything that you've done, all the hard work you've put in to get to this stage. And one of the things that we like to do is to exhort and admonish our graduates, in particular our high school graduates, um, as they go into the next stage of their lives. And that's, that's the reason why I'm here. Now, 
as I was thinking about what to talk about, I, uh, I had a whole different message in mind, but the Lord really led me to this place uh, in the scriptures, which it may be a pretty obscure place um, to be, or at least the start, but I believe that God is trying to tell us something um, that we can glean and take from what we're about to read. So the passage of scripture, it comes from uh, the book of Judges in Judges 9, uh, starting at verse 7. Uh, the second part of verse 7, and we're going to be reading from the New King James Version. Um, And this, believe it or not, uh, looks like it is the very first parable that was ever told. I think they call it the parable of the trees. Um, And so uh, the Word of God reads as follows. Judges 9, starting at verse 7b, says, uh, Listen to me, you men of Shechem, that God may listen to you. The trees once went forth to anoint a king over them, and they said to the olive tree, reign over us. But the olive tree said to them, should I cease giving my oil with which they honor God and men and go sway over the trees? Then the tree said to the fig tree, you come and reign over us. But the fig tree said to them, should I cease my sweetness and my good fruit? And go sway over the trees. Then the tree said to the vine, You come and reign over us. But the vine said to them, Should I cease my new wine with cheers both God and men and go sway over the trees? Then the trees said to the bramble, You come and reign over us. And the bramble said to the trees, If in truth you anoint me, as king over you, then come and take shelter in my shade. But if not, let fire come out of the bramble and devour the cedars of Lebanon. Um, and so you may be wondering, what, uh, what, what do these trees have to do with graduating or even moving into the next stage of your life? And I, um, I have to say that as we think about the season we've been in, at the very beginning of the year, Pastor Ray spoke prophetically concerning Converge Nation that it would be a banner year. Um, and he went on to tell us what that looks like. It is a year marked by strong successes, um, by productivity, by fruitfulness, and profitability. I submit to you that if we're going to experience that banner year and move into a banner season and even into the blessed life, um, there are three things that we need to take from this parable of the trees and take them into the next stage of our life. So as, as you're graduating, as you're pondering the next step, um, I want you to consider what we learn from these trees. So the very first thing is you should know your purpose and know your worth. See, the olive tree and the fig, as well as the vine, were wise enough to, to know their worth and their purpose. They all refused advancement. They refuse a promotion on the basis of knowing exactly what they were designed for. They knew exactly what God had created them to do, and so they declined everything else that takes away from that. That's why they were able to say, look, God made me to make good wine, to cheer Him and all men, so I'm not going to take this. My figs, they're too sweet for me to do anything like this. And even the, 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 the olive oil, uh, the olive tree said, Look, man, my olives produce oil that is used to anoint kings and bless God. 
I know my purpose. I know my worth. So I am not going to sway over the trees. See, the thing is, knowing, knowing what you're worth and knowing the purpose that God has created you for, it helps you circumvent any attempt that comes to try to sway you um, to covet a role that you're not designed for. It, it, it helps you avoid any situation where you, you take a position in order to just have a position or to have a place of authority or even to have the glory that comes with that position. So that's the first thing that you need to learn from this parable of the trees is know your worth. When you know your worth, when you know your purpose, you're going to be able to avoid everything that comes out of the woodwork to come at you, especially when you're in college. Things are going to come out that are going to try to convince you to go one way or another. But when you know your purpose, you're going to be able to withstand. And uh, Pastor Ray says it this way, right? That your purpose, it's, it's ordained, it's divine. It, it comes from God. So it's not for you to create, but for you to discover. So take this moment, take this opportunity to, to ask God what that purpose is that he created you for. Um, and because when you know that purpose, you're going to avoid traps that are going to be set in the world they are about to venture into. The second thing that, uh, that we can get from this is beware and watch out for the bramble. See, the bramble is uh, opportunistic. It waited until the very perfect time um, where it could take a chance to be a leader um, and, and actually lord it over the other trees. It was lying there. And, and the thing about the bramble that you need to watch out for is the proposition that you get from the bramble. There, there are a couple of things that we see here. The bramble specifically says to the trees, if you're serious, if you're sincere, then take, take shade under, under me. But the scripture also tells us right there at the end which trees were actually asking the bramble to be their king. These were the cedars of Lebanon. These are mighty, mighty trees. Whereas a bramble is just a tiny little bush. So what this tells us that is in order for these mighty trees to take shade under this bramble, they have to bend down and bow underneath the bramble. The problem with that is now their growth will forever be stunted. They would never grow beyond the size of the bramble. As far as they'll go is where the bramble is. And so beware of the bramble. But the second thing about brambles that I, I hope that you all know, but if you don't, br brambles are essentially thorn bushes. They're laced with thorns all over the place. And the, the issue with that is that the closer, the closer you get to a bramble, you're going to be scratched and you're going to be torn up. And so you have to be aware of the bramble in your life. The bramble in your life can take a, an image of, of toxic and insecure people that, that come into your life and they try to make you do things that you are not designed for. And as we're learning from this, when you submit yourself to these people, not only are you stunting your growth and development, but you're also going to get hurt. You'll get scratched up and torn up by what they do. What essentially the bramble was telling these other trees is, look, you have to submit to me. Forget your own purpose. Hold yourself back. Forget who God says you are and what you were designed to do. But if you don't, I'm going to destroy you. And that's what he said here. Um, but if not, let fire come out from the bramble and devour the cedars of Lebanon. So the issue with the bramble is if you don't do 
what they say, if you don't submit to what they want you to submit to, they're going to destroy you and they will always hurt you. So that's the second thing we learned from this is beware and avoid the bramble. The third thing is simply this. You should count the cost of your success. See, the trees, they thought that they had succeeded in finding their king. What they didn't know is how this king would rule over them, that they would be ruled by oppression, by um, intimidation. These trees thought they had found the right thing, that they, they were successful, yet the success came at a cost that they shouldn't have to pay. So every time you venture out to do something, you should always count the cost of that success. See, the thing is, you have to let God reveal your purpose to you. And then you count the success. You measure the success by the same yardstick that God measures your success by. And that success is going to be tied to the purpose that he has ordained over your life. And I believe this is why it says in um, Joshua 1 verse 8, uh, the second part of the verse, after God tells them to keep the book of the law and do what it says. And the second part, he says, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. And I submit that God specifically used the words good success because not all success is good. So you will only have good success when you're tethered, when you're walking in lockstep with God. But in everything that you do, as you venture out into the next stage of your life, you have to count the cost of that success. And these are the final thoughts that I'm going to leave with you as I close. The thing I love about Jesus is that Jesus, he wore the crown of thorns so that you would never have to bow down under the thorn bush. See, God saw fit to put the crown of thorns on his own son so that you can have the mind of Christ. Jesus took it on so that you would be able to make better decisions and have better outcomes and fewer regrets. So let Jesus be the only king that you will need. So as we go into the next season, into the next stage of your life, as you're pondering what to do next, first ask God to make you see the purpose that he has created for you for. And then get rid of the bramble around you and count the cost of what that success is. Measure it by the same way that God is measuring your success. And do exactly what this says, right? If you submit yourself to God, you have the key essential ingredient to your banner year. And you will have not only a banner year, but a banner season. And move out of a banner season into the blessed life. In order to have the best season of your life, in order to make the next season of your life the best season of your life, you got to do one thing. Put Jesus over everything. We love you. We're praying for you. And we are rooting for you. And we expect and hope to hear great things about your next adventure. Jesus over everything. God bless you. Thank you. Congratulations to the class of 2021. Pastor Ray and I are beyond excited for you. We are thanking God for you. We know that you have just persevered and come through the absolute 
most astounding year in history due to the pandemic and things being uh, just so different, but you did it. And we are so proud of you. We're believing God that your future is bright. You just heard from Brother Kaketso as he did a, a charge and, and just an encouragement to our teens, but to all of our graduates. If you're graduating from kindergarten to first grade, if you're graduating from fifth grade to sixth, if you're a high school graduate or a college graduate, this Sunday is set aside just for you. We don't only want to say congratulations to you, we want to encourage you. And so today I have a very special friend in more ways than one that is going to share their story. Now I'm trying to be a little sneaky so that it is a surprise for you because this story is beautiful. For those scholarly people that still like to take notes, even though you may be watching this uh, through Facebook or through YouTube, grab your notebook, grab your coffee, grab a pen. And what I want you to take from this message, the overarching theme, it is to encourage you. Sometimes we think of graduation Sunday, we only think of graduating from high school or maybe just graduating from college. We don't think about our lives in such a way that we can graduate in the way that we're thinking, we can graduate to a new phase in our life, um, but we really are celebrating the graduates that are graduating from school, whether it is high school or it's college or even our little ones. But today, again, I have a special friend with me and we talked um, some weeks back and when I heard this story, I thought, oh, I want you to come share this. And I didn't know quite where it fit, but we landed on graduation Sunday. And again, if you're taking notes, there are some themes in this story that you're gonna hear. Courage, uh, perseverance, um, stick to itness, uh, just so many life lessons, encouragement. So I want you to sit back. If you're like me, you may need to grab a box of tissue but I want to introduce my friend to you, no stranger to you if you are from uh, and if you've been around Converge at all, but a special friend to me and with a special story. So today we have for graduation Sunday leading our time together is none other than the beautiful, the wonderful, the soon to be graduating Sabrina Smith. Well, I am so excited to have you here. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for you. agreeing to, to do this for us and with us. And I just, as I told you before, I know your story, it touched me. You know, when we first talked about it, it brought tears to my eyes and I couldn't figure out, did I want you for Mother's Day or for graduation Sunday? But I think your story, after we talked, we spoke some more, it is most appropriate for right now. Um, I'm not going to tell any of her story, so that's why I'm trying to get my thoughts together. But I think it is beautiful. Feel free to share. We've already prayed. Uh, I know that you are the woman for the job in this moment. So we're just going to let you share. Before you share, though, I did have a foundational scripture that I wanted to, um, to just kind of uh, focus on because it is church and I am a woman of the word. 
when I heard Sabrina's story, when she and I spoke, what came to mind was Ecclesiastes 9-11, and most of you know it, but the beginning part. So, my Bible school training, it will be Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 11, part A. And so Ecclesiastes 9-11-A, when it says there, the race is not given to the swift nor the strong, but he that endures to the end. That's at least how I learned it. But let me read it to you from another translation. It says, and this is King Solomon writing in Ecclesiastes. He says, I have observed something else under the sun. The fastest runner doesn't always win the race and the strongest warrior doesn't always win the battle. So if you wrote that scripture down, listen to Sabrina's story and you'll see how that fits in. So I'm gonna turn it over to you and the Lord's gonna have his way. Well, thank you again for having me. Um, when we talked a few weeks ago, I was been thinking about this and what I wanted to say and you know, to offer some encouragement to anyone that has either thought about going back to school or whether it's a trade school or whether it's just finishing up something that you've always wanted to learn. My story began, I guess, after high school, that's some 30 years ago, and I've always had a desire to learn, to be the best at whatever it is I was taking, whether it was courses or you know, cooking classes mm -hmm. or what have you. And I, when I graduated high school, I thought, I've made it, I've graduated high school. My mother, uh, I love her dearly. She is a single mom and she raised me and my sister. Um, she had us early, so she was a teenage mom. And one of her, I think, biggest regrets is that she didn't get to finish high school the traditional way. She eventually went back and got her GED and started working and took care of me and my sister. But she has always instilled in both of us to continue your education, learn as much as you can. But I think at uh, that point in my life as a high school student, she didn't have the, um, just the knowledge of, you know, what college could do for me and for my lifestyle or for my sister. So my sister ended up getting a trade through high school. Um, she got her cosmetology license through high school. So she fulfilled that side of her and has done that for years. I have always had a personal desire to just work in business, just work in an office setting. And once I got out of high school, I did get that office job and I thought that was it. I got married and started having kids, got two beautiful college, soon to be, uh, one's already graduated college and one's gonna be graduating um, this coming weekend. And that became my life. Wife, mother, getting them through school. But there was always a void in me that I wanted to continue my own education. Um, I would take classes here and there one class, two class, and then would just kind of stop, go back to regular life. But there came a time when I started to feel as though I didn't really measure up in mm -hmm. society or the circles that 
I found myself in. Um, it was easy for me to get a job. It was easy for me to get promoted. I had a real personable personality, even though I'm quite shy. <laughs> but once I get to know people, um, I think that that draws them in. And so I didn't have any issues with um, my work history, but I started finding that we would go to executive meetings or networking sessions. And the first couple of sentences was your job title and where you went to school. And so I found myself kind of shrinking back because I'm like, okay, after we get to the job title, I have nothing else to contribute to the conversation. And so over time, I really put this on myself because again, it hadn't stopped the career, it hadn't stopped the connections that I made, but I did feel as though I was missing something. And I think there was a part of me that still wanted that degree, that still wanted to check that box in order for me to feel like I measured up. Mm -hmm. And so when Logan, my youngest, graduated high school and we were talking about college and it was just something in me that said, you know what, you have raised these kids and supported them and encourage them to get their education, but you really haven't done that yourself. Mm. And so I had a long talk with myself and Jesus and said, okay, I need to get this done. And what is it going to take? And so I took out my planner, I talked to Chuck and said, okay, hey honey, I wanna get this done. And he is a big supporter of us, anything that we wanna do. And so I, put together a plan and decided on the classes. And my goal was to, I'm gonna finish this before Logan gets out of school. And so it was like a race, this game that I was playing <laughs> with myself. Yes. Uh, but I was able to almost make it. Um, I thought I was gonna be coming out in December, um, but there were a couple of classes that weren't on the rotation. And so, when I found out that, okay, I qualified and I'm on that path, you know, I'm proud to say now that Logan and I are graduating together. I don't want to steal her thunder, but I'm excited for the fact that I just persevered and just kept going. Um, and I remember those times when I would sit in a boardroom and I'd have presidents and CEOs and I'm the only African-American at the table and the only African-American that probably wasn't as educated as they were. And when I look back at that moment, after my presentation, I would get attaboys and all of these accolades from our presidents and CEOs, and I'm thinking, they don't even really know that I don't have mm -hmm. what they have. Yes. But I sit back now and, and, and I'm just elated that God allowed me to be in those circles, yes. to be able to have those moments and give me an opportunity to still move forward, right. progress without something that I thought I needed. Mm -hmm. um, and again, there are time, there are people that college may not be for you. Mm -hmm. You may decide that I want to learn how to do hair or I want to learn you know, how to work on cars or whatever that is, I think for me, it's continue. Just, just keep pushing forward, whether that's a class at a time, whether that's, 
you know, a year at a time. Just don't give up. And if you still have that, which for me, that inner feeling that says, okay, this is, you're not fulfilled, then figure out what that is. If there's something that you want to do, figure out what that is that you want to do, find out what skills are needed to do that, and continue that path. I have done everything from learning how to bake cakes and I've gone to real estate school just searching for where do I really fit in. And what I found about myself is I like doing a lot of stuff. And it's okay. Yes. <laughs> it's okay yes. to, to do those things. Mm -hmm. But I am so glad that at this point in my life, mm -hmm. that box is checked and I can say, I didn't have to really do it to measure up. Right. But now that I have that, I do understand the value of a good education. Mm -hmm. And again, my kids have good educations. My husband has a good education, but I just needed to do that for me. Yeah. And I've seen recently more and more people returning to school yes. at my age and, and it's okay for you to do it that. Is. Do you mind sharing your age? You don't have to. I am, I squint when I say it. You but don't I, have to say it if you don't want to. I'm 52. Woo! Yes, I'm 52. Yes, yes, yes. yes looking good. <laughs> that is, there are so many themes. Thank you, first of all, for allowing us to share your story. And there are just so many themes of encouragement that I can pull out and the the most important thing that I'm proud to hear you say is that God allowed you to be in those circles. I'm paraphrasing what you said, but now that you will have your degree, you see that, oh my goodness, I didn't need the degree to measure up. Mm -hmm. You already measured up. Now the degree is the cherry on top. Right. It is what you wanted to do for you there wasn't a time when you're being disqualified because you didn't have that degree. Right. And I think that is beautiful. And I know, um, I know you put an emphasis on uh, the value of education, but if you're out there and you say, hey, I don't want to go to a four-year school um, or a traditional college, go into vocational school, mm -hmm. like your sister was able to get her cosmetology degree through high school, um, depending on what state you live in, you may not have that set up, but we've got some entrepreneurs in our church. We've got an esthetician. We've got a makeup artist. We've got a, cu a couple of um, hairdressers, a barber. And so there are things that you can do that fulfill you that may not come in the package of a four-year degree. Mm -hmm. However, comma, if you want to get a four-year degree, if that's something that has been on your list, let Sabrina be your poster child of never giving up. I think there are probably five messages we could take from your story. I love the fact, the courage your mother had. Being a teen mom, number one, the courage to keep her children because people have choices mm -hmm. that they later on regret in life, but she had the courage and the strength that a degree can't give you. Yeah. That a you know when you're facing okay, I'm a young mother and I'm an I'm a single mother, and I love um, her encouragement. Even though she hadn't gone on, she was so proud that you made it through high school yes. without any kids. You got your degree. 
And then as you've lived, like your cake baking classes, those things, um, if you've not been around Converge Nation, uh, Sabrina, up until recently had been our special events coordinator. She'd been the team lead for that. And so her experience uh, with cake baking, even with real estate school, decorating things, it was beautiful. Now, recently she came to us last fall and she said, you know, yes, <laughs> I've got too much on my plate. I can't, uh, I won't be able to lead the team. I'm telling you, <laughs> Pastor Ray and I almost walked a hole in the floor. We were like, what happened? She was doing so good. I was like, did somebody say something to her? What is going on? And then when we went out to dinner, we found out it was because you were finishing yes, school. Yes. And she kind of kept it under wraps. She is warm. You see, she can do presentations. But when she says she's shy, there are some people that say they're shy and they're not shy at all. She really is shy. And again, it was it's her daughter Logan's senior year. Um, and Logan will be graduating this coming Saturday. And so she didn't want to steal Logan's thunder, so she didn't say too much. But Chuck... Thank you, Chuck. He let the cat out of the bag. And you all should have seen us here. We're at this dinner. And she's telling her story. She said, yes. Um, you know, he said, Sabrina's graduating too. And my, just out of me, I said, oh, you're getting your PhD? And she oh said, my. no. No, my undergraduate. And I didn't want to see, well, you know me, so yeah. you didn't yeah. take any offense. Like yeah. I was trying to, but because she is so accomplished, because we've known of her promotions, we've prayed with you to get certain positions when you've transitioned with jobs. I just automatically assumed she had a degree and she was getting another degree on top of that. And that made it more precious. So here's Chuck and she are telling the story and I'm crying, y'all. I'm getting a napkin and I'm dabbling my eyes and I'm like, I'm so proud of you. And it wasn't anything facetious. I just turned 50 and it, what it said to me is you still can do it. Sometimes we can think whether it's age or whether it's gender, we can think, man, that season has passed. You know, it, you know, I could have, I should have, I would have, but no. And that's what I took from it is don't throw in the towel. Right. If it's something in your heart to do, do it. I'm at a season in my life. My kids are getting older. I'm no longer homeschooling Levi. Mm -hmm. He's successful. Neil will be a senior next year. He's going to sixth grade. And I'm like, okay, they have their life. Now, what am I going to do? And so I'm just like, I'm not going to stop parenting. They'll still be at home, but they're moving on to the next phase and the next phase of their life. I love partnering in ministry with Pastor Ray, and I'm called to it, and I'm graced for it. But he has been, like Chuck, my number one cheerleader. Mm -hmm. You need to do this. You need to do this. And I'm thinking, oh, that time has passed. Or, oh, I don't have time to do that. I can't do it. Well, I've got the kids. I'm homeschooling. Well, now I'm completely <laughs> out of excuses. And so your story really ministered to me to not throw in the towel. Don't think that it's too late. Or is that so goofy? Because I do have things in my heart um, that I am doing and I want to do, but sometimes I can feel like, oh, that's so goofy. Like, I love plants. I can talk about plants for hours. <laughs> and I can really think, like, I have a completely separate Instagram page because I don't want 
my Pastor Wendy Instagram page, people say, why is she always talking about plants? So I can be a part of that plant community. That's something that I love. But just listening to your story, it made plants okay for mm -hmm. me. Like, okay, rest in it. You don't have to hide from it. You know, I put a few things up, right. but not nearly. I could have something up every single day about plants, and I do um, on my other page. But your story to me just ministered um, not to give up. And it also really was a self-esteem booster. Yes. To reaffirm in me is the insecurities I have about me aren't necessarily other people's perception of Correct. me. Correct. It could just be what I'm thinking about myself because I was holding you high and I still do even higher. I just think the story is so precious. Um, if you're a, a young mom and maybe you've had a baby out of wedlock and you feel like, oh my goodness, well, everything is hard right now. We're learning from your stories. Yeah. Those seasons change. They do. They do. It gets easier. Um, if you find yourself and you're not a mom yet, maybe you're not married and you're pregnant, hang on there. We are both products mm -hmm. of single moms that made the hard choice and had their babies. So you don't have to be ashamed. And then if you find yourself in your 50s or your 60s, do it. Just, Just do, do it. it. Don't worry about this. She got a degree, a whole degree. Two people are graduating <laughs> in your home during a pandemic. And it's been where Logan's had to be home yes. and had to do classes online. She's a few hours away from their home. Uh, but they've done it. Mm -hmm. And I think that is so beautiful. And so now when you walk in the boardrooms, you're still going to be every much of that same woman that has it going on. But what will that mean to you, having your degree, comparing the before the degree to having your degree, still being in leadership, still calling shots, still having influence, what is that going to mean to you now? I think now it will mean I can choose to be a part of the conversation or not. Whereas before, I couldn't even be a part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. And so now it's my choice to say, Yes, I'll engage in that discussion, or maybe I won't. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, again, it goes to that self-esteem. It gives me that option where yes. I didn't have that before. Yes. So yes. you're not going to run around with your degree <laughs> and say, look what happened. But now on the inside. Yeah, I'm not, I won't shrink back. I don't have to now. It's yes. just, you know what, I can choose to be a part of that or not. But I don't have to shy away and say, well, let me go over here before they start asking this question because mm -hmm. I don't have anything to contribute. Right. That is so beautiful. So I hope you all have, have taken some notes. Where I see God in your story is just sheer favor. The Bible says that a man's gift will make room for him. Mm -hmm. I think one translation says, and bring him before kings. And that's what your story says to me is that you were every step of the way you've lived out the favor of God, mm -hmm. his providence that you were sitting at the table with kings, so to speak, even though you may have been shrinking inside, God said, mm -mm, your gift is going to make room for you. That desire you had in high school, that desire alone has carried you all these yeah. years. Yes. 
And then you get to a place where it was, I'm not going to say easy, but it was your choice. Mm -hmm. And it was something that you wanted to do. It wasn't something that somebody was forcing you. I think I said um, that earlier. I love the perseverance in Ecclesiastes, um, the ninth chapter. I know we uh, read the 11th, I mean, we read from the ninth chapter, the 11th verse. But in the 10th verse, it says, whatever your hands find to do, do it with your might, with all your might. And I love that whether it was the cake baking classes, whether it's, you know, your real estate license, that everything you found your hands to do, you did it with all your might. And I think it is just a beautiful culmination of where you are now. All of those experiences added to the totality of the gift you are, whether it is at church, whether it is on your job, whether it is in your home. Mm -hmm. Honey, let me tell you, this lady right here, <laughs> she and her husband can throw a party. <laughs> they can cook. So even as dignified and, um, and regal as you carry yourself, she'll still eat fried chicken with some biscuits. <laughs> and I love that about you because you are just a, a, a real woman, an everyday woman where you can be the executive in the boardroom or you can be just that girl at home um, serving at her local church, putting parties together, doing things with excellence. And that's what I admire about you. I think that we're all of us who know you were holding you in high esteem that was making you feel like, oh my goodness, shrinking back if they only knew. But the degree, I was even searching in my own heart, okay, knowing that Sabrina is graduating, because this wasn't my first thought. I just thought, oh, she's throwing a party for Logan. Well, Chuck, I'm gonna call you and we gonna throw a party for her. But then as we started, I never did call you Chuck, I'm so sorry. And I did ask permission from Sabrina to call her husband. It was gonna be a text with me, brother Chuck and Pastor Ray. So we do believe in doing things decently and in order, but I never did get around to it because once I started, once we started talking, I thought, oh, this is a story to share that transcends generations. Whether you're in high school, whether you are in, in college, whether you're wanting to go back to school, maybe you're the one that was like your mom and you didn't finish your, your high school diploma. It's not too late. And we want to encourage that and celebrate it. So if this message has helped you, has spurred you on, I want you to send us an email. You can send me an email. It's pastorwendy at weareconverge. If you want to send it just to our church and just be anonymous and not send me a personal email, you can send uh, an email to info at weareconverged.com and we want to celebrate those things just like we're celebrating you. I know you'll be leaving for Logan's graduation so we're still going to check with Brother Chuck and see what he has going on for you and we've got our graduates that'll be graduating from high school so we've got two from your home. We've got a couple of our young men that'll be uh, graduating and we're just so proud of each of you especially given these times that you did it and so I know uh, Brandon uh, Clark is going to be graduating and DJ, I hope I'm not forgetting anybody. If I'm forgetting somebody, just remember the gray hair and I turned 50 and charge it to my head and not my heart. And so I know DJ is going to be 
running track somewhere and doing wonderful and Brandon he's probably gonna be playing basketball or playing drums or doing something and so Logan will be graduating Sabrina and so there are um, if there are any others we're gonna get to that for those of you like my Levi is leaving fifth grade going to sixth grade and so we're <laughs> proud of you Levi and if you're getting out of kindergarten and you're going to first grade yay first grade is amazing I was a first grade teacher and that is the best year ever so I'm not gonna keep you I'm so excited for all of our graduates I'm so excited for you I'm very grateful to you I'm so proud of you I know Thank my vote you. may not count but I'm so proud to see that um, iron sharpens iron and you had no idea Chuck had no idea when he was spilling the beans how much of an encouragement it will be for me and now it's an encouragement in Ireland, in Sierra Leone, in Liberia, in Australia, all across the world is something that you might have felt insecure about is now turning into a beautiful story of God's uh, providence and the fact that the Bible says that God will give us the desires of our heart. For me, I hear that two ways. I feel like God will give you the desires and I also feel like God sits back and says, baby, what is it that you want? Mm -hmm. And he'll allow you to do those things that just you want to do for his ultimate glory, but for your good. So as we get ready to close, I'm going to give you the final word before I pray. Is there anything that you would like to say? I, mean, I got excited and started talking about <laughs> your story or any words of encouragement you have for anybody out there. I would just like to again congratulate everyone that's that is graduating uh, this season, especially my daughter. Uh, thank you, Chuck and Frank and Logan for all of your support. And if there's anyone that's out there that wants to reach out uh, to me through Pastor Wendy, I'm happy to share you know whatever I can to support anyone struggling through anything. Um, again, I used my planner and I checked it off. But if you want to know, you know, how I did it, what planner are you, happy to share anything that I can. But wish everybody a great 2021, especially after um, coming through COVID-19. So, yes, yes, yes. And we may uh, drop Sabrina's email address, if that's okay, down. So people, they may feel, you know, a little shy to me, but they may want to reach out okay. to you. So we'll add Sabrina's email. Again, thank you so much. We're just very excited. So do you think, are you satisfied? Or do you think you're going to you're gonna go ahead on and get that PhD after all? I'm going to take at least two months off and then I'll decide. Yes, and decide. <laughs> and that will be, that's something that's beautiful. There, somebody may seriously want to know, okay, what planner did you use? How did you go about it? Reach out. We're here to, you know, help one another. You can reach out by email and that would be such a blessing, not only to Sabrina, but to our Converge Nation and just what God has called us to do here in the earth encouraging each other it says that in the book of hebrews that we are to encourage each other until the day of his return and that's not just in the faith but it is in the desires of our hearts those things that we can give him glory about and so i want to just pray over you i want to pray for our graduates i want to give a big shout out to pastor ray for allowing us 
to be able to have this time to share Sabrina's story. And I just love that we have a pastor that empowers women in leadership and that sees the value in us as women being able to uh, come together and mm -hmm. share what God is doing in our lives. So special shout out prayer. I mean, shout out to you, Pastor Ray. I may even have a little strawberry rhubarb pie <laughs> coming your way since you're so good to us, but we love you. But let us pray. I want to pray over you and just uh, bless you. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time. Lord, we just thank you for the opportunity to brag on your name and on your goodness. Lord, we ask that you just watch over our graduates. Lord, we pray the crooked path straight. Lord, I pray a bloodline around each of them, whichever path they choose to take, whether it's in school or vocation, or even if they just need a gap year, Lord, I pray that the angel of the Lord encamps round about each of them to keep them, Heavenly Father. Lord, stir up dreams in them. Lord, stir up destiny in them. As they cross the threshold of this milestone, Lord, let it not just be the end. Lord, let your gifts, your plan, your purpose for their individual lives be revealed as they uh, cross over this milestone. Lord, we love you so much, Jesus. We thank you for a season of celebration through it all. God, you've been so good to us this year. So we thank you for each of our graduates, Lord. We thank you for favor. Lord, we pray that they have the financing that they need to do what's next, that they have the wisdom to know what to do right now. And Lord, they have the courage to do what you've graced them to do and what you've created them to do. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We look forward to and expect good reports on each of their behalves. Be with them. We love you and we thank you for this time. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Again, happy graduation to all of our graduates. And thank you, Converge Nation, for being here today. We love you, and we will see you next week. Don't forget about Saturday, June 5th. We're going to have an in-person service. And so I talked about that at the beginning of uh, this message. And so I look to hug your neck on June 5th. And if you see Sabrina, hug her neck too. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> If you were impacted by today's message, we would love to hear from you. Maybe today's sermon was exactly what you needed to hear, or you prayed the prayer of salvation for the first time. If so, we would love to send you some information to help you kickstart your relationship with God. Or if you want more information on how to join our virtual family, email us at info at weareconverged.com. If you would like to partner with us financially, you can do so online safely and securely at www.weareconverged.com give. You can also text 77977, type in Converge Give and the dollar amount. You can also find all of this information on our mobile app. Simply open your app or Play Store, search Converge Church Plano and download the app. It's that easy. Thank you again for joining us for today's worship experience. We look forward to staying connected with you.